welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite Show. Here's your host, Tyler Wagner. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite Show. Today we have Alex Thor with us. So welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. So just as a brief rundown to our listeners, you are a mycologist and you specialize in the study of fungi. Is that right? That's right. I'm I'm pretty obsessed with mushrooms and, and hopefully by the end of the show, you will too. Uh, I, I tend to rub off on people. Okay, awesome. Uh, I like passionate uh, people, so that's great. So uh, yeah, just kick us off and tell us a little bit of your history of before you go into mycology and what made you get into this field of study. I always joke that mushrooms really got into me and it, it feels like I'm, I'm backed into a corner and I have no choice really. Um, and the, the mushrooms are at, at gunpoint. No, um, I love it. And, and it really it comes, there's a few things which make me fall in love with mushrooms again and again, day after day. They're here in the U S there's not that many people talking about them and, and, you know, it's not a main point of conversation for many people here in, here in the States. For other countries, it is, and it is, you know, a big part of cultures, say, in China or, you know, some European countries, things like that, um, Japan. Here in the United States, it's, it's kind of niche, and so I like to, to think of it as the underdog, and it's unbelievable. They're their own kingdom. So, you know, they're separate from plants. They're separate from bacteria. And they are really the stewards of the forest and our whole ecological system, right? And we wouldn't have plants today without fungi. We, we share over 50% of our DNA with fungi. And they're responsible for cleaning up toxic waste to degrade trees falling in the forest. They can create new functional ingredients. They can create new alternatives to styrofoam and plastic and degrade plastic um, and, and really solve a lot of our world's problems. And they're really humble about it, right? They're not like trees that they're, they're growing big and tall, you know, they're hiding under the soil. And so that's why I really like them is that they're really humble stewards and they do a lot of the heavy lifting without taking a lot of the credit. Uh, and to study that, you know, they're, we only discovered about, you know, there's estimated 5 million species of fungi out there and we've only described 120,000 of them. So that being, putting that in perspective, we barely scratched the surface about them. So it's really exciting to be on the frontier of this, this field and every day, there's someone first in the industry, first in the field, discovering something, inventing something to do with mycology. So it's an exciting place to be. Got it. And why do you think people don't know so much about mushrooms here in the Western civilization? It's just not part of, you know, um, here in the United States and, and, and Canada, really, you know, it's not part of our culture very much, you know, and if you go say Mexico or, you know, some, some countries in central South America, it is pretty big, you know, mushrooms are really big in Mexico uh, and they're abundant, really, really abundant. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, it could, could do with colonization here in the United States and just the, the wiping out of, of uh, native populations and that, that history, 
could do, you know, and witch burnings and things like that. I I think that has a a big part of it. Uh, But for whatever reason, we're just not that big into it. But just in the last, you know, five, 10 years, and and really the last couple of years, we're seeing a shroom boom. So really the the industry is growing it's estimated to to grow at least to about 50 billion dollars in the next couple of years and and people are flooding into it especially with psilocybin which is like magic mushrooms there's so many people talking about that uh and and human clinical trials being done because you know it it's really promising as a uh, as a solution for PTSD, for addiction, um, for trauma, for all these different things, cluster headaches, um, you know, depression, anxiety, X, Y, Z. The list goes on. So it is a great alternative for our pharmaceutical industry right now. And so people are flooding in like the next green rush. And you know, we're, I'm seeing companies go public left and right, and pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into this. So it is really exciting uh, place to be. I'm, I'm more coming at it for, from a functional aspect. So I, I focus on functional mushrooms. I'm the founder and CEO of Mushroom Revival, and we're a dietary supplement uh, company. And so they're, they're not psychedelic. They're not illegal. They're, they're totally above board. Uh, and, and we work with mushrooms like cordyceps and reishi and lion's mane for, you know, supporting energy, cognitive function, uh, immune system support, things like that. Um, and that's where we come in and we have a strong love and, and care for the environment as well. So we, we plant trees for every product we sell and we've planted over 45,000 trees. And, um, you know, I, I wrote a whole book on how fungi can degrade toxic waste in the environment. Uh, and, and that's really, you know, a passion point for me is that we're just another organism on this planet, right? And we're just guests. Uh, and, and if you look at the whole time span of, of the life of the earth, right, we're the tiniest, tiniest speck, right? Um, and we're, the way that we're living right now is very unsustainable. And if we keep it up, we're going to wipe out our species. So we need to change our habits and, and think of solutions for the oil spills, for the plastic, for the huge accumulation of waste on our planet before it's too late. And fungi hold some of the keys to you know, uh, those answers, not all of them, right? Uh, but but they, they are promising. Yeah, got it. And before we dive into your book, I want to, you know, tell the viewers or you should tell the viewers uh, what your degree is in. So people, you know, they can trust what you say because, you know, you're, you're speaking from actual research. So tell them about your degree and, you know, your history with this. Yeah, so I got my degree in mycology with a hyper focus on microremediation. So the study of how fungi can degrade and filter toxic waste in the environment and I wrote my book as my final thesis, and I didn't need to. I was just so passionate about the project that it ended up being, you know, a 230-page book, eight by eleven. Um, and it, and yeah, I, my my faculty was was uh, blown away. I, I they were like, I would I would have passed you with all the rest of the stuff you did, but you went ahead and wrote a wrote a whole book, and you know. I, only because I just I wanted to, and it, it started as my own. Uh, I was just doing this research out of a need. I, I felt like 
someone had to do it. And I just was seeing all this accumulation of waste in our environment. And it was just it's like, wow, we're, we're inching towards the end. I'm, I'm hearing, you know, the, the angels harps playing and, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel and I, we got to do something. Right. Uh, and, and so I, I started writing the book only as my notes, right. I was writing so many notes and I was like, oh, wow, I have 10 pages. I have 50 pages. I have hundred pages of notes and it just kept going on. I might as well publish a book about it to help other people. Yeah. And so it started as a selfish reason um, as me just writing my own notes, but it, it, it you know, I self-published, I, you know, made enough to cover the printing costs and then now I give it out to people for free, right? Because I, I don't want to charge for this information. I want this information out to people um, for free. You know, I, I want this, the tools in people's hands and the inspiration for them to go deeper than I did, right? And, and um you know, put a lot of funding into this because I, I think it, it is huge uh, that we can tackle, you know, chemical pollution, we can tackle biological contamination, heavy metals and waterways and soils and XYZ. It is a huge problem that we don't think about, right? Um, we'd, we're a very consumer driven culture. Um, and we love Amazon Prime, Me, <laughs> myself included. I love, you know, next day shipping. That's awesome. But we don't think about the whole process of, okay, yeah, there's packaging material in the box and yeah, there's packaging in the product, but what went into making that product in the first place? Like what, what went into making that, the plastic bubble, you know, um, and, and the whole process from the start. And once you really think of about that and look around your house and look around, you know, uh, if you go to the store and, and XYZ, it really changes your perspective on, you know, uh, how it, something costs a dollar. It doesn't really cost a dollar, right? It costs way more than that, but we're not paying for it, right? And at the end of the day, no one is paying for the pollution. And, and that's, a, that's an issue. And, and I know a lot of people have raised, you know, um, the idea of, of charging extra for very pollutive, heavy um, items like oil, you know, and then people wouldn't buy it because it would cost so much, right? And, and that, that is an incentive on the consumer to change, you know, the bigger picture. So that's what I focused on is, is how fungi can play a role in that, that cleanup. And it, but it goes farther than that, right? Because fungi can clean up toxic waste all day, but then the people who are, are making that waste will still make it. <laughs> so we need to start from, from scratch. And so there's a lot of great companies like making alternatives to the waste. Um, so alternatives to styrofoam, alternatives to plastic that are, you know, alternatives to meat um, and, and things like that, that have the same qualities, the same everything, just a little more eco-friendly. Uh, and and that's, that's as well why we, why we plant trees and um, we're all certified organic. We don't, you know, use any non-certified organic uh, ingredients and, and that, that's really important for us. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask about your book, but you pretty much already answered um, most of my questions. But who, who is this book for? Is it for the general population to see? Is this like a message to the world? Or is there like a specific group of people that you're targeting for this book? 
you know, when I was writing it, I thought more people would be interested. And I had my horse blinders on and I was like, oh yeah, this is for the whole world and uh, everyone should care about this. And, you know, after I published it, I realized very quickly that it was just a small portion of the population that were more like mush heads. So people that are already into mushrooms that already know how to, you know, um, there's a lot heady stuff in the book and it's not for anyone. And that's another reason why I made it for free. I am in the process of writing a new book uh, that is for everyone. And the whole premise of the book is really to inspire people to get into the world of mycology and, and just, just to see how magical they are. Right. And, and, and to see the world in a different lens of, wow, fungi, you know, most people don't know that they consume fungi on a daily basis. You know, if you had bread in the morning, you know, avocado toast or a breakfast sandwich or whatever, that has yeast in it. That's a fungi, right? You're consuming that fungi or you had kombucha or beer at the end of the day, wine, cheese, fungi, you know, and every breath that you're taking, you're probably inhaling dozens of, of mushroom spores in every breath, right? And you have a whole system of you know, it's called the mycobiome. So similar to the microbiome of bacteria in your gut and things like that. And we're, we're realizing that we're about 90% other organisms. So, you know, we have millions of species of bac- bacteria interacting in our, in our bodies. And, you know, 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut by those bacteria. And 70% of our immune system is in our gut. A lot to do with our, our, microbiome but we have and we're we're getting this new research a whole system of of fungi in our bodies as well and we would we would cease to exist without that fungi and there's there's you know up to 70 species of fungi just living in our mouth right uh and on our skin and in our gut and things like that so and plants as well you know 95% of plants form a really, really crucial symbiotic relationship with fungi in the soil to help them hyperaccumulate nutrients and um, protect against pathogens and things like that. Uh, and so plants would cease to exist without fungi. Uh, and and they're, you know, penicillin, for example, a, a wonder drug that has saved hundreds of millions of people's lives, that's from the penicillin mold, right? And so we... <laughs> You know, we would have hundreds of millions of people more uh, that would have died without penicillin, and and other you know very crucial drugs. So they yeah. they really are everywhere and deserve the respect. So that that's the whole premise of this new book is to really inspire people to just appreciate them more. And and something happens whenever I teach or whenever I, I talk about mushrooms is I always get people texting me or emailing me or whatever afterwards saying, you know, if they go on the walk, say they have a dog or something, they go in the woods. They said, I've, I've been walking the same trail for 20 years and I've never seen one mushroom. And then I listen to you speak or whatever, I you know, and I saw probably 200 different types of mushrooms. They were orange, they were blue, they were like right in my face. And how did I miss them this whole entire time? And it, it really is. They're the underdogs. They, they're doing so many things in our world and people don't realize how special they are. And, and so that's, 
that's really the premise of this new book and it'll be really broken down. So anyone, if you hate mushrooms, don't know a thing about them, don't even know what a mushroom is, you can read it and understand the jargon and understand it and, and really appreciate it and come out the other end being like, holy shit, these things are awesome. Um, and so very friendly, very you know, introductory level, uh, a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun facts sprinkled in. So, okay, yeah, that's great. Um, I, I feel like the whole population needs to know about this because I never knew about this, and I'm into science. Um, I've heard about the organic materials and everything. Uh, you know, the packaging made out of fungi, um, but I've never like really thought about it's everywhere, and we need it to survive, which is absolutely insane. But uh, tell me more about the health benefits to people that uh, fungi bring. So you you do sell supplements. So what type of things can people expect from from taking it? Um, what are some what are some problems that people have, and what can they gain from from taking fungi in their diet? Yeah, yeah, and and just to break it down, I'm not talking about button mushrooms. You know the the typical grocery store mushrooms. Uh, you know or portobellos or whatever. Uh, and I'm not talking about magic mushrooms, the illegal mushrooms that make you trip out and things like that. I'm I'm talking about functional mushrooms for health and wellness. And and there's you know a, a couple more more popular functional mushrooms are cordyceps, lion's mane, reishi, chaga, turkey tail, things like that. Maybe people have heard it, maybe not. But these this class of mushrooms, they're they're pretty famous for two two concepts and one is being very important for supporting your immune system and that's why they're so popular and wh why people use them is to support their immune system and the second is that they are really potent adaptogens and that word is is kind of a buzzword right now it's being thrown around left and right and if people have never heard of it adaptogens are herbs or mushrooms that help support our body's natural ability to deal with occasional stress and fatigue uh, we live in a very high, high uh, pace world and being bombarded from stimulus left and right, you know, working probably jobs we don't like and, and X, Y, Z. And so we're constantly bombarded by, you know, this occasional stress. And so anything that can help us in that, in our, our body's natural ability to stay flexible, right. And, and uh, roll with the punches, so to speak, and not just be, uh, burnt out by the little things, you know, and, and just crash and burn uh, by all these little things piling up. And so that's incredibly important to work with these natural plants and fungi that can help support our bodies. And so a couple, you know, I'll just break down probably the top three uh, most famous ones. So cordyceps that I was talking about, it's an orange looking it almost looks like a Cheeto. It's really weird. It does not look like a typical mushroom. And in the wild, they actually grow in bugs. So, you know, the ones we use do not grow in bugs. They're, the way they're farmed, they, they're grown on, on rice and, and, uh, and other grains. And, um, and then the actual mushrooms, they look like these orange Cheeto things. And we, we use the actual mushrooms. We don't use the rice or anything. And they're, they're most popular for supporting energy. And so a lot of athletes use them. They've been used for thousands of years. They are, are really great, you know, um, adaptogens support occasional stress, but also, you know, athletic supporting energy. Um, another really famous mushroom is lion's mane. And it kind of looks like 
the the mane of a lion if it was all white or these these kind of white uh, icicle looking shapes and it's it's also called the brain mushroom so supporting cognitive function memory uh and you know it's a great study buddy uh i i use it right before getting to work or, or things like that and it it really gets me in the zone some people take it before sleep as well and and have accredited it to to um, a better night's sleep reishi is is really that sleep companion so reishi also you know common names is 10,000 year mushroom mushroom of immortality this is the number one mushroom in traditional chinese herbalism been used for thousands of years super revered actually in in um ancient china there's there's times where it was only reserved for royalty so if you were not part of the royal family um or you know friends and family you could be beheaded for for holding this mushroom for having it uh, it was that revered and sacred, and it was, you know, you can see it on emperor's staves and on robes and in, you know, it's, it's, it's really revered. And nowadays, it's, it's really becoming this, you know, super mushroom and, and one of the most popular ones for supporting a sense of calm and, you know, super adaptogen, really good on your bedside table for assisting our natural transition to a good night's sleep and, you know, supporting our body's natural inflammatory response post-workout or, you know, like activities. So those are just three. We work with 10 uh, at our company. And, and so, you know, but all of them help support your immune system. All of them are adaptogenic. So supporting our body's natural ability to deal with stress, occasional stress. Um, and they're, they're tonic. So they should be used every day. And, you know, we we focus on tinctures but we have like five new product lines coming out soon in the next six months or so uh, and tinctures are just liquid extracts so you can drop it in your mouth uh, or you can drop it in a drink and they're just really easy to take on the go uh, and you don't need to swallow anything like a capsule you don't need to mix anything like a powder uh, and it's really bioavailable. So the, the benefit of a tincture is that it goes right into the bloodstream and you can uh, ingest it sublingually, so underneath the tongue, and it bypasses the liver, so it goes right into your bloodstream. Basically, you get the functional benefits right away uh, and you know you can absorb more of them, so more bioavailable for the body. Got it. Interesting. That is super interesting. So... This is an entrepreneur show. So tell me a little more about your history of the company, how you got started, any struggles. Um, what was your journey pretty much? You know, I never thought I would be here. And there, <laughs> there's three reasons why. I mean, I went through a phase in my life where I was, I, th I, th I, I thought I would live off grid, um, live out of a backpack and just be in the wilderness, like living off the land. Never, I didn't want a, a, a job. I didn't want anything. And I was, I was literally like learning skills to farm and, and, and live out in the, in the woods, like seriously. And, <laughs> and also I never thought I would write a book or yeah. multiple, you know, uh, I got a D minus in English class in high school, one point away from failing and literally had to beg the, the teacher not to fail me. And so he, he gave me that extra point to not fail. Uh, I, I failed Spanish one 
and had to take it again and got like a really terrible grade. So terrible at, at, at language, didn't go to business school. Um, and so all those things combined, you know, I, I never thought I would be, you know, a founder and CEO of a, a startup yeah. would be talking on, on podcasts, would write my own books and things like that. But here I am and it, it really shows you just got to be persistent. Right. And, uh, it's all about mindset and a lot of other things, but, you know, mindset is really important uh, to, you know, the second you say, I'm not good at anything, you know, and give up then you're fucked, <laughs> you know? Um, and I could have said, Hey, you know, I, I got a D minus in English. I can never write this book, but I didn't. I said, Hey, you know, if it, if it's bad, I'll have a, uh, I'll have an editor come in and fix it up. But I, and I've gotten really good at writing books really quickly. So that, that whole book I wrote in three months and, you know, I, I wrote other books that, uh, I didn't really publish, but they were 150 pages I wrote in a week. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'm really good at throwing stuff out on the page that might not be the best, uh, articulated sentences, but I, I can, I can definitely throw up the, the main ideas. Uh, and, and this, this whole business started as a passion project. You know, I, I didn't go into it because I went to business school and I had a whole business plan laid out and I knew I needed to make X amount of margins and, you know, uh, I need to focus on these KPIs and this business structure and whatever did not go into it whatsoever. I just knew I liked mushrooms and I needed to pay my bills <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I had to figure it out and there's definitely times I wanted to give up. You know, I, there's definitely times I was on the verge of tears and like just, months of work down the drain, you know, and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, thousands of hours just gone, you know? Um, yeah, there's days where, and you get really excited because you think it's going to work and then it just crashes and burns right in front of your eyes. And that's part of the startup. It's a roller coaster of nothing goes the way you want it to. And it is going to crash and burn, you know, um, along the way, but it's, it's how many times you get back up and have that positive mindset, you know, not delusional positive mindset, but, you know, realistic, grounded, positive mindset that you don't let the little things crush you. Similar to the adaptogens, taking a lot of adaptogens help uh, being an entrepreneur uh, to not, you know, burn out. But, but um, you know, it's been a journey. We, we've been, you know, we just had our third birthday in, in March. And so we're, we're just over three years. We're all e-commerce, D2C. We think that's the future. I mean, I've, I've honestly, since day one, I've not been interested in brick and mortar. And then COVID happened and, you know, brick and mortar kind of died a little bit. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I saw that coming. And so we've been sticking with, with e-com and it's been working really, really well for us. We have our own mushroom podcast. We're actually the number one mushroom podcast in the world. And we've been doing that for like a little over two years, I feel like, and have um, a little over a hundred episodes now. And we're we're ranked in many different countries in the in the top ten, um, which is great for you know natural sciences, for 
science. Um, actually saw this morning in, I think, Lithuania, where like the 34th top podcast, all podcasts <laughs> in Lithuania for whatever reason. I don't know why Lithuania, but um, that was interesting to see. And it is super fun. I do it with my partner, who's the co-host. And, you know, um, she's, she also geeks out about mushrooms as well. And we, we bring on guests from all around the world to just geek out on, on specific topics. And we have some episodes that are really, you know, science-y and are more for experts. But then we go in the other, ha- other end and we have episodes for very, very beginners and we break it down. So it's really a podcast for anyone interested in mushrooms, um, whether they're just getting into mushrooms or have been studying it for their whole life. Uh, and so that's really fun. And, and so we have a bunch of new products coming out soon. We are growing rapidly uh, and currently writing a book, trying to get on as many podcasts as possible. But, you know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't see myself doing anything else. I, I couldn't be in a cubicle. I, uh, you know, couldn't be working for Wall Street or whatever. I, you know, have to be in, in mushrooms. This is, this is my bread and butter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love that you're following your passion and you didn't, you know, fit into the, the quote-unquote norm. I, I love that you went your own way and you're following your passion. So that's amazing. So I think this is a good segue to, to ask you um, before we end, what is the one thing that you want people to know or take away from this podcast, your, your most important message? I think the most important thing that I want people to, to start thinking about is that we're not separate from nature. And I hear a lot of people say, or think of nature as, as something separate from themselves. And, you know, oh, especially if they live in the city, it's like, you know, so far away and it's this separate phenomenon, right? But, you know, we, we are part of nature. We're just another organism on this planet. And the faster we realize that, I think the faster, one, we'll all get along, you know, um, we have a lot of shit to figure out interspecies, right? You know, we have so much fighting and so much war and racism and, you know, the list goes on forever that, you know, we, we just forget we're all, we're all the same organism at the end of the day. But then, you know, going beyond that, it's like, okay, there's billions of other organisms on this planet that we need to get along with and, and form a symbiosis with, or else we're, it's not saving the world, right? A lot of people say that and like, oh, we need to plant more trees because we need to save mother earth. Like, you know, global warming, all these concepts, like it, it's, the earth is going to be fine. You know, the earth has dealt with ma- so many major catastrophic events, you know, that has wiped off out pretty much all species on the planet. And it's totally fine. And biodiversity has bloomed, you know, right after the fact human beings are going to die. <laughs> so we got to be like, literally, we're going to die if we don't, you know, get together and, and work together and, and also have symbiosis with plants, with, with mushrooms, with fungi, with, you know, bacteria, with the world around us, with different animals and, and work on these different solutions like, you know, uh, micro packaging instead of styrofoam or solutions to clean up 
these Superfund sites or brownfield sites or oil spills? Uh, and, you know, is there an alternative to plastic? Is there an alternative to, you know, industrial farm-raised meat? You know, is there an alternative to all these different things? Uh, and it, and is, is our trajectory sustainable, right? Um, it's not. <laughs> it's not, right? And, and the science is pretty clear that it's not, you know. Um, and so it starts today. It starts with all of us. And, and it can be as simple as just appreciating the natural world around us, right? And appreciating like, hey, I've never even thought of fungi. Most people, they think of fungi and they're like, oh, ew, mold or, you know, button mushrooms I found in the salad bar or magic mushrooms that trip, make you trip out or whatever. And they don't realize that while they're drinking a beer, they're consuming, that's literally a fungal beverage right there. Or bread is like, that's a fungal rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and all these things, they're breathing in mushroom spores. So that's the main takeaway. I want p- people to appreciate mushrooms and fungi um, and our symbiosis with the world around us. Yeah. And I think you're a perfect catalyst for people to get into it. I think your passion really rubs off on other people. I, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very into it now. So thank you. But um, yeah, so tell us where we can find you, your podcast. Uh, the name of your book, where the people can find it, and when can we expect to see the other um, book come out and your website and your socials? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the main kind of platform where people can find us is mushroomrevival.com. And so you can find all of our products on there. You can find, we have a, a we're pretty active on our blog as well. So we have a bunch of recipes, um, Mushroom 101, you know, all a bunch of great information in our blog. We have our podcasts on there. It's also on all major streaming platforms uh, and, you know, links to our social and things like that. But any social, we're pretty much on all social platforms at Mushroom Revival. Um, I'm not really active on my personal social, so you can probably find it via our, uh, the brand social, but I, I have to force myself to post. That. <laughs> so, you know, but you can reach out to support any mushroom questions you have and that's the way to find the book as well. You know, we'll give you the Google Docs to the book um, or PDF. You know, we're, we'll give it to you. You can, you can download it. We're, we're at a print of it, unfortunately. We're not going to do another reprint, but we can give you the digital copy uh, and you could read through it and you could look up keywords and things like that. For my new book, I'm not releasing any information yet. I'm still in conversation with a couple of publishers and don't even have a name, a title yet. I have a whole list of titles, but um, I don't have a, a published date yet, but it's in the works. Um, so stay tuned and stay shroom. Okay. Well, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we really appreciate it. It was extremely informative and really interesting. Like I said, your passion rubs up on me and I hope it's the same for our audience as well. So I appreciate you and thank you for coming by. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Take care.